What it do? You're in the building and you're listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy Coach T. Welcome back, Mud Talk family. Man, what a day it is to be alive. I'm talking about, again, here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, the weather is is has has flipped the switch and we are now in the 50, 60 degree range and, um, you know, no rain, no snow. It's, it's the it's it's the middle of January. And man, I'm telling you, man, just just living in this area is a um, it's day to day when it comes to the weather. But I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're blessed. I hope you're feeling great right now. It is Thursday, man. You know what time it is. I'm coming to you with some fresh topics. Super, super important stuff that needs to be discussed today, because in January, I see a lot of people. This is around the time of the year where we're starting to uh, fall short a little bit, including myself on some of the things that we wrote down on paper. And it can be challenging to get past this point without reverting to your old ways. We're going to dig into how we can be better, how we can push through it, how we can get past it. That and a little bit more. But before we get into that, let's get a word from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Gingerbrand.com. Go to Gingerbrand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now, I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black Gingerbrand t-shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man. If you know me, that's awesome, man. So shouts out to the owner of Gingerbrand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot, a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check him out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to, you know, sweatshirts and T-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Gingerbrand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. Listen, before I get into today's episode, I want to say a couple of different things. This past weekend in football was pretty good, considering the fact that um, my team was not involved in it. I'm the type of person where, especially with professional football, if my team isn't playing, I've said this before, I usually won't watch it, especially the NFL. Now, college football, I'll typically check it out. I'll watch the playoff games because they're usually pretty good games, with the exception of the national championship being a complete blowout i mean shout out to tcu for making it but i don't know if the moment was too big or maybe they just didn't have enough experience in being in those type of moments but uh it just it just ended up being a really really bad game not one that you would have continued to watch unless you were a fan of the georgia bulldogs who flat out went out there and dominated so shout out to them salute to them for being back-to-back champs it's been a long time since somebody has went back to back. And I truly believe that the Georgia Bulldogs are a force to be reckoned with. And they've actually, you know, taken the reins in college football. I think Alabama had it for so long. And, you know, during the time that Alabama was dominating, let's be clear, Alabama's still dominant. They could still very well go out next year and win a championship just because they're not only a great team, they have a great coach. But they recruit so well that players are going to continue to flock to Alabama. 
Now, NIL has changed that a little bit because these SEC teams have a lot of money to pour out to kids. Whether they want to make it seem like they're buying their rosters or not, we know what's going on. It's no longer hidden. It's actually legal for kids to make money as, as college athletes. And so uh, the schools with the with the big bigger bag are going to get the better players. And that's just the way it works. So Alabama could come out next year and be right back in the college football playoff. You could debate whether if they would have got in this year that they could have gave Georgia a better run for their money than TCU did. But salute to TCU. Great year. Phenomenal season. Historic season for that for that team, for that school. And it's going to pay big dividends to them going forward in the future as far as recruiting and things like that. But, you know, the college football playoff was pretty good with the exception of the championship. Then you have, like I said, this past weekend in NFL football where the playoffs were just good, man. A lot of games came down to the wire um, with the exception of the Bucs getting flat out just bullied by the Cowboys on Monday night. You know, it brings me to the question that, you know, I asked myself, is it over for Tom Brady? You know, he had games where he looked very good, especially against the Panthers. He was just tossing touchdowns to Mike Evans. Like it was, it was like Tom Brady was playing with Randy Moss again when he played against the Panthers. But, you know, I was like, at that time, I was like, man, if this type of um, you know, connection can happen now and 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 just, you know, especially going into the end of the season, going into the playoffs they could be very, very dangerous if Tom Brady is able to connect with Mike Evans in the playoffs. But of course that didn't happen against the, against the, uh, you know, the Cowboys who were, were ready to get out and prove it, man. So salute to the Cowboys. I don't know if it's over for Tom Brady or not, but it's starting to look like it may be the end of his career. You know, what a career it's been. I mean, at 45 years old to play the game this long and to have so much success, He's going to go down as the greatest football player to ever play the game. Definitely the greatest quarterback ever, you know, because it's hard to compare quarterbacks to other positions. But the quarterback position alone, hands down, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play. So going into the second week of the playoffs, I'm looking at some some really, really key matchups. I mean, the 49ers are looking really good. Um, Again, the Cowboys, whether I want to admit it or not, Hey, the Cowboys, I'm not a cow. I don't like the Cowboys, but I don't hate them. Um, I hate Duke, but I don't really like the Cowboys, but I don't hate the Cowboys. So um, there's a lot of hatred for the Cowboys. There's a lot of hatred for um, certain teams, but I think it's very interesting this year. You you have some big brands that are still in it. You got the New York Giants. You, you know, you got the Dallas Cowboys. You got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, just a lot, a lot of good. Um, brands with a lot of history still in the playoffs. And so if I was to pick uh, two teams to go to the playoffs right now, I think I was on paper saying this on record. If you didn't hear me say this, I'm going to say it again. My pick for the Super Bowl this year is the 49ers and the Bills with the Bills having a slight edge to win the championship. I just think that the Bills, they're they're a special group. Um, You know, shout out to God. You know, he gets all the honor and all the glory and all the praise for uh, you know, DeMar Hamlin, the the defensive player for the for the for the um, Buffalo Bills, who had a just a, a, a just an absolute tragedy on the field where he was injured and had a cardiac arrest and just these different things has happened. And, you know, praise God, that he's still alive and he's able to, um, you know, be with his family and things like that. But football is just such a dangerous sport. And 
you know, when we're watching it for entertainment, we take for granted that these guys are putting their lives on the line when they go out there and play the game. And for him to literally have cardiac arrest on the field, I salute all the the first responders, all the people who not uh, were just doing their job, but the people who were called to be in that position. Because we talk all day, every day about how making money is what it's about. But if you're doing it for the money, it's not likely for you to care as much as a person that's actually doing it because they believe they're called to do it. And so when I think about a first responder, when I think about a police officer, when I think about a firefighter, a a, a medic, a doctor, you know, a doctor may be the exception to the rule, but you can put a doctor in there as well, because I'm pretty sure there's other careers that you can pursue that are going to pay you a lot more than being a doctor. I still believe that you need to be called to do that type of work. And if you don't believe you're called to do it, if you're doing it just for a paycheck, you shouldn't be in that line of work. Because the truth be told, and it is biblical, that your gifts will make room for you. I've said this plenty of times. So if your gift is to care for people, you need to be in a field that's going to allow you to care for people. And if that's your gift, it's going to open up doors and make rooms for you, make room for you financially to where you're not going to have to worry about that paycheck being the reason that you uh, are living the life of your dreams. God is going to provide for you in so many different ways that, that you can't even imagine because you're operating in the purpose that he has for you on this earth. And so I truly believe that the people that uh, tended to DeMar Hamlin on the field were called they were operating in their purpose. And because of that, they cared about the type of work they were doing. They cared about the person that was laying on the field. They cared about the end result and, and, and what type of uh, treatment that needed to take place for this person to be stabilized and to get to the hospital and have a chance to still live and survive. And coming from, from a person in myself, who's been in the back of an ambulance unconscious and, had to wake up and know that um the people right here that i see right now i don't know them i've never met them in my life but they were responsible for taking care of me while i was unconscious and making sure that when i became uh conscious educating me on what happened and what was going on and uh you know just just keeping me up to speed and you know for people like that you know god bless them and he will continue to bless them because they're operating in their calling And so, you know, guys, in the end of the day, I believe that if you're operating in your calling, then you're going to be a blessing to other people. So so um, I believe that the Buffalo Bills just just have a uh, I just think that there's something special going on with that organization. They have the talent. They've they've been getting close every year. And I just think it's their time to 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 dominate and to go out there and win a Super Bowl. You know, for all those teams that, that lost Super Bowls in the, in the 90s and all the Buffalo Bills fans and all the snow and all the crap that goes on up there. I just think it's time to bring some good news to upstate New York. And um, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to do it. And so in San Francisco, 49ers could very well do it. But that's my pick. The 49ers versus the Bills. And I just think that it's going to be a phenomenal Super Bowl. You got a great offense, great defense. Uh, the 49ers have great weapons on offense. I just think that's what's going to happen. On the basketball front, 
Yeah, it's just been not a lot going on as far as my teams. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are 12 and 34. Yeah, you heard that correct. 12 and 34. We have a first class. As a matter of fact, we're on a private jet to the lottery, <laughs> the, the NBA draft lottery. And uh, hopefully that private jet leads us with the number one pick. And so we can go and grab somebody to be with LaMelo so that we can continue to develop this young core and to build around a, a stud point guard and, and hopefully be able to resign him and keep him. But on the college front, the Carolina Tar Heels have, have um, had a pretty interesting year, uh, 13 and six right now. And those six losses have come against three conference opponents, three non-conference opponents. And it's just been an, a roller coaster of a year. You know, we're, we're five and three in conference and, we're going to have to really, really strap it up and uh, start just just winning some games if we want to make the type of run that that we were all talking about before the season started. So, um, you know, without saying much, I hope this team gets it together. I, I believe in them. I believe in the players. I've seen what they're capable of doing, and I know they can do it. It's just it's just now's the time. We we can't go out and lose five more games. You know, we we got to go out there and win. So. Um, the most interesting part of what's going on in the ACC right now is that the Clemson Tigers are first in the conference right now. You know, salute to Clemson for uh, not just winning games, but going out and, and actually looking like they believe that they can beat anyone. They went out and beat Duke. You know, I want to say it was last week they beat Duke. And, um, you know, when when you beat Duke, as a Clemson uh, basketball team, it's just, it just doesn't happen very often, right? And um, that tells you that this team believes not only in their coaching staff, the players, but they believe in what they have in that locker room, that they can go out and win against anyone. So uh, this is a time that most Clemson fans who don't watch basketball probably wish that they would root for Clemson basketball. And I talk about these type of fans all the time because you guys are part-time fans. If, if you haven't heard me mention this before, every Clemson football fan is not a Clemson basketball fan. And to me, I don't understand it because I'm a Tar Heel through and through. I watch Tar Heel football. I watch Tar Heel basketball. If I was into baseball, I would watch Carolina baseball. I support it and I root for it, but I don't watch it because I'm not really a fan of baseball. Um, Carolina soccer, you name it. Whatever we got going on up there, I'm a fan and I'm and I'm supporting it. I don't have uh, one team for football and one team for basketball. Like I just don't understand it. Um, I don't. I can't grasp the concept of it. But every Clemson football fan, I would imagine right now, is looking into buying tickets to go support that basketball team and hopefully they pack out that arena and show some love because for so long the basketball team down there goes under the radar. But you guys will show up for football. You guys will do everything for football but when it comes to basketball season you guys can't even name a player on your team so um Clemson fans you need to be better let's just say that but Clemson's in first place I don't know how long it's gonna last but we'll see I don't necessarily have a pick right now for who's gonna win the college football um I mean college basketball national championship just because I'm not really seeing any dominance across the board but I hope that the Tar Heels go out and win a championship Listen, guys, sports has been um, something that, you know, I touch on here and there, but 
it's just because, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I can be so biased when it comes to my teams and I can be so uh, dialed in when it comes to what's going on with my team that I can overlook some of the great things that are happening around the world in sports. You know, in the NBA, we have just a ton of young talent and, and people are starting to say that it's the defense, the offense. Uh, uh, how can I say it? the uh, the players in the league are so offensively skilled today that people are starting to complain about the defense starting to say, well, the defense is so bad in the NBA that that's why everybody is scoring. I don't think that I just think that everybody is so darn skilled that, you know, that it's just hard to guard people, that it's almost impossible to guard somebody without fouling them, without, you know, uh, looking bad while you're doing it. So the NBA talent level offensively is just phenomenal. It's only going to continue to get better as these players are are, are groomed uh, to be uh, guards, no matter what size they are. So um, salute to all the NBA players that are just doing their thing, man. It's been exciting to watch, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens moving forward with just the future of the game and how it looks, you know, with the footwork and all of this stuff. So um, salute to the NBA. But like I said, man, at the beginning of the podcast, there's some things that we need to talk about today. Um, some very, very important things because it's January. And in January, we we start off with our heads on fire. And then some of us, the fire goes out and we never light it back up. I want to talk about how we can get to the point where if the fire does go out, how do we set it ablaze again? And how do we push through the tough times that are falling short of some of the things that we wrote down on our vision boards and our planners and things of that nature? So I'm going to bring you that and a little bit more. But before we get into that, let's get a word from one of our sponsors. You know, sometimes in in sports, you hit a rough patch, whether that's in basketball where you're missing free throws. All of us have been there before. If it's baseball, you can't seem to hit a pitch no matter what comes your way. In football, sometimes you're dropping passes, missing tackles, and it just seems to go on and on for game after game after game. You just... You get into what we like to call a cold streak. You know, if you, if you ever play NBA 2K where you're missing a ton of shots and your player just uh, has this little ice block or whatever it is beside their name on the court. And it's just like everybody knows you just can't make a shot. And you start to believe that you're no longer the player that you worked so hard to become. And the only way for you to get back to that and truly step into the person that you've always been in this game is to get back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, back to the little things. Well, life is no different, right? We hit rough patches in life. It doesn't matter if it's our marriage, you know, our home life, our work life, our finances. Um, sometimes you can hit this rough patch and there can be no clear end in sight. And all of a sudden you become a person that you never thought you would be. And the thing is, when you hit those rough patches, I always say that you got to start thinking about the little things. What did I do to become that person in the first place? Not the person that's going through the rough patch, but the person who was just killing it, knocking it out the park, whether it's in marriage where your wife is constantly happy, your husband is constantly happy, uh, happy, you know, uh, your coaches are proud of you in sports or if your kids, you know, when you're talking about parenting, are you killing it with your parenting? Are you being supportive? Are you 
you know, taking your kids out and, and, and helping them experience life on a high level? Are you preparing them for life uh, when they become adults? All of these things that as, as parents we think about. And, you know, as much as we want to be perfect in these areas, we hit rough patches. And sometimes when you hit that rough patch, it's hard to look past it. And sometimes you can get stuck in it and a whole year can go by and, you, and you've been stuck in a rough patch. And you don't think about not only how it affects you, but the people it affects because you're not being the person that you should be. So in January, right, we're in the middle. If you're anything like me, I wrote down these goals and things that I wanted for myself. You know, I told myself I wanted to be more organized this year. I told myself that I wanted to be uh, more intentional and deliberate with my approach to using my gifts all the time. And just knowing that no matter what, I'm going to use my gifts. I'm not going to fall back on it. I'm going to approach it with a reckless abandon and always give it full effort. Well, a few days ago, and last week to be exact, I had a couple of days where I didn't write anything in my planner. Um, I didn't, you know, put out any content. Uh, I didn't necessarily go after my goals and my dreams like I, like I said I was going to do. I hit a rough patch and studies have shown that around January 12th or January 14th is where most people start to fall off. And when they fall off, they never come back. They don't come back until January of the next year. If you're lucky enough to make it and still be healthy and still be in that same position. Um, they're not chasing their dreams and their goals again until they get hyped up enough to set a new year's resolution or draw up a new vision board or whatever, man. But I'm here to talk about how we can push through it because even after I didn't write down anything on my planner for two or three days straight, I didn't ignore it, you know, cause as people, it's so easy to ignore the fact that we know that we didn't do the stuff we were supposed to do. Uh, but we continue to push on through life. Like nothing happened. I'm still going to go eat out. I'm still going to go, um, watch TV, binge watch. I'm still going to eat those snacks. I'm still going to uh, do the things that I love to do. I'm going to play video. I'm going to do whatever it is that you love doing. You're still going to continue to do that, even though you know that you haven't done the things that you said you were going to do. And I spoke about this recently in some content that I put out about you got to remove the reward. We have to take the rewards away. And so I held myself accountable when I didn't um, write in my planner, not only, uh, did I hold myself accountable? I made sure that I didn't enjoy some of the things that I love enjoying. And that's just like binge watching TV. I had moments where I literally sat in the room and did nothing, or maybe my wife was watching TV and I just, you know, watched T sat down with her, even though I know it wasn't something I wanted to watch. It was very easy for me to go upstairs go cut on one of the other TVs and watch something and binge watch and fall asleep, take naps, whatever, whatever. But instead of doing that, I did something completely different. Instead of rewarding myself, I did something that almost seemed like a punishment. And it's not that spending time with my wife watching TV is a punishment, but a reward would be me going upstairs with my snacks, laying down and watching TV. So in the end of the day, um, I truly, truly believe that the only way we're going to push past this this rough patch in this time in our lives where we're not actually going after our dreams and our goals, where we actually have had two, three, four days, maybe even a week in between working out, 
eating right, um, you know, getting organized, you know, making sure that we're pushing content, pushing our business, doing everything that we said we wanted to do this year so that we would be the person that we wanted to be and that God has called us to be is to get back to the fundamentals, get back to the basics. For some of us, it's writing in our planner. For some of us, it's taking the rewards away. For some of us, it's saying, you know what? I'm not going to buy that today. I'm not going to go for my women. I'm not going to go and get my nails done because you know what? I haven't earned it. I'm not going to go and get my uh, haircut. You know, maybe I'll trim myself up at home. And I'm, when I say trim up, I mean, you know, getting a razor, shaving your face. Cause I ain't saying that you should be going out there trying to get yourself no shape up because uh, in the end of the day, man, I, I'm not qualified to do that. So I'm never going to do that. But you know, I did buy like a little edger, you know, I love the fact that I can go to the barber and just let the barber handle that. But you know, sometimes you got to earn it, man. And so um, there's different little things that we can do in our lives to get back to the basics. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, when when we get married, you know, uh, it's a life. It's typically a lifetime pursuit of uh, a person, a pursuit of happiness. It's 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 a person that we we just had this urge, this desire to be with. And when we chase after them, it's like we're willing to do anything and everything to be with them, you know, because ultimately the goal is to be with them forever. And when we go through an issue after obtaining that person and being with that person and being able to um, be blessed and get that person's hand in marriage, we go through rough patches in our marriages and our relationships and we just overlook them and keep going, not thinking about what we need to do to truly get back to, uh, that person that we was when we were pursuing that person, you get what I'm saying? The dates, the, you know, the cooking, the dinners, the, all of these little things. And, and I'm here to tell you firsthand that me and my wife, and this is something that my wife brought to me because I'm terrible at planning dates. I'm terrible at um, being spontaneous when it comes to uh, just treating my wife out to certain things. I always thought that purchasing, you know, gifts and clothes and shoes and stuff like that would always make her happy. And I've said this before that that's not enough. And so I had to start thinking about um, the fundamentals. Like, what is it that I can do to get back to that person who uh, was chasing after her when she was uh, a, a young, a young tenderoni. She still is, but I'm talking about, you know, before the kids, before all of that stuff. So, um, it was making her feel special on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, I try, I've, I've been trying different things. Like I said, I, you know, I bought flowers for anniversary. That's the first time in, in, in my life that I've ever purchased flowers for my wife. And it was different. I don't know how she really felt about it, but for me, it's making the effort to do these little things and to actually court my wife, like she was my girlfriend again. You get what I'm saying? And so, you know, when you go through stuff in marriage, you got to ask yourself, what am I not doing? And what do I need to do to get back to that person I used to be when I was chasing her down to get her attention 24 seven? It's about getting back to the fundamentals in sports. You know, you know, I'll tell you a quick story about like my daughter, how um, she she's always been the type since she's been playing basketball to, to be a person to think about scoring points. That's all she ever thought about was scoring points. How can I score more points? When the reality is she has the ability to do so many different things. She can be a playmaker. She can rebound the ball. She can defend. And she's just flat out tough. She can be a leader. She's a competitor. But if she's when she wasn't scoring points, all of those things kind of went on the back burner. So when she would go through a game where she maybe scored, you know, 
five, six points, but didn't necessarily do anything else. And after the game, she'll be so frustrated about, well, I didn't score a lot. You know, I always tell her there's other things you can do to contribute to being the type of person and the type of player that you want to be. And for her, it was rebound. And I said, you know what? If you rebound, you can go out there and impact the game in ways that you can't even imagine. You can give your team uh, second and third opportunities to score in, in, in games where you guys truly, truly need that. And so I've watched her develop into a player who, when her shot isn't falling, she's going out there and she's rebounding. Just the other day, uh, she had a double-double. And I think it's been like maybe her third double-double of the season. And I've told her, I was like, like you have the potential to have a double-double every game, but you have to get back to the basics. Box, boxing out, effort, all of these little things that are going to make you, um, by default at times, get rebounds that are just going to fall in your hands. But at the same time, it's going to uh, motivate your team to get rebounds. It's going to rub off on other players to give that same type of effort. And I truly believe that, you know, rebounding is, is it's about the fundamentals. And because she got back to the basics, because she got back to the fundamentals, her points came. You know, she she was in, in position at times to um, to get foul, get to the free throw line, just the little things. And before you know it, your points start adding up. And when you look at your final stat line, you're like, wow, I really did have a good game. I didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but because I was rebounding, it opened up other doors and other avenues on the court for me to be able to be in position to score. And so it's the same thing in life, guys. Don't give up right now. Uh, it, it, January's not even over. If you haven't worked out for five days, pick yourself up. Get out the bed, um, set an alarm, take the rewards away, do whatever is necessary, uh, whatever it takes for you to get back on track. It is not over. Do not let this month go by without you getting back on track. You can do it. You can push through it. A, number one, take the rewards away. B, get back to the fundamentals. C, punish yourself if need be so that you can get back on board with the things that you said you wanted to do and, the, and to get to the person that you said you wanted to be. Listen, guys, I made a major major announcement last week. Um, the Mud Talk Radio Show will be airing this Saturday, 8.45 a.m. The way you can get to it is uh, if you go to Apple Music or WDRBmedia.com uh, and just click the listen live. It's a live syndicated radio show. It's national. And no matter where you're at, you'll be able to listen to it. And um, I hope you guys join me on this journey because I truly believe that it is it is my calling to use my voice to be a blessing to others. That's all I want to do. I want to use my life experiences. I want to use um, everything that I've been through in life to help give the blueprint out to whoever, wherever, to help you get through whatever you're going through. And so the Mud Talk radio show will be just an extension of the Mud Talk podcast. It is a 15 minute show. And I hope you guys join me on that journey. I will be posting um, some content in reference to that on the page. And I'll put all the descriptions, uh, you know, links, everything associated with it so that you guys can tune in. It's going to be 845 in the morning, a time where your butt should be up, where you should be working out on a Saturday morning, where you should be up cleaning up, going through whatever it is that you go through so that you can have your day on track the way it needs to be. Um, 845 a.m. WDRB Media. The host will be. um the website, which again, you can go to WDRB media and you can click listen live under the radio uh, section 
on the website, or you can just go to Apple Podcasts, not Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to music and search WDRB Media and listen live that way as well. So um, the Mud Talk Radio Show will be live and the Mud Talk Podcast ain't going nowhere. So I want you guys to join me on this journey. Again, get all the up-to-date details via Instagram, via Twitter, at the Mud Talk Radio Show. But guys, you know the saying, you know the saying, love is free, hate costs. You've been listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. I'm out.